Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here and welcome to episode 162 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for being here this week, and thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast and want to show your support, the best way to do that is by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. Your rating and reviews help the podcast get seen easier, and hopefully will help get people off the sofas and onto the saddle. Now, for today's show, if I had to ask you to guess the MTB capital of the world, I don't think it'd be too far off if you said Whistler, right, in Canada. Well, today's guest grew up just a couple of hours south of Whistler and has seen the Whistler Bike Park and that whole area change a good bit over the years. In fact, he's seen the whole scene change lots over the years from children out on the trails, ladies-specific bikes, to lots and lots more ladies and kids getting involved in the sport. The bikes have changed, the trails have changed, everything has evolved in the mountain bike world over the last number of years. It was a pleasure to get Jordan, aka Jordan Bushmaster, on the show. We chat to Jordan about his very, very popular YouTube channel. He has grown it to over 225,000 subscribers. It's a great, great channel. We chat to him about that, obviously. We chat to him about his local scene south of Vancouver. We chat about his riding trails, making movies, dealing with a pretty nasty concussion he had quite recently and uh, how he's dealt with that, how he's got over that, how it's changed his riding style a little bit for now. But we chat about how he's going to push through and how he's going to overcome that in the near future. We also chat to him about the future direction of his channel, what he's got planned and what you guys can look forward to. So without further ado, let's get Jordan on the podcast, see what's going on around Whistler and around that Vancouver area. Hi Jordan, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It's great to have you on the show, mate. How's things with you in, well, just outside of Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, things are uh, going well out here. The weather's actually gotten pretty nice now all of a sudden, (laughs) so I think I'm going to have to try and do some more riding soon, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Because you guys, you'll be the snow will be coming soon to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I do live in the most mild part of Canada, so we don't actually get much snow. Like honestly, it snows like once or twice a year. It'll last for like a week, but uh, but yeah, sometimes we'll get snow in mid-November or something. It's it's not too bad for snow out where where I am. I'm close to sea level as well, so <laughs> okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's it's you for the bikes. Are you into snowboarding or anything? I, you know what, I I own a snowboard and I haven't gone snowboarding in a very long time. Like it's honestly <laughs> probably been like like over ten years. Oh really? I, yeah, it's kind of terrible. I would really like to go again. Uh, every year, I'm always like, oh yeah, let's I should go snowboarding, and it just never happens. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> lame. But um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because yeah. you can honestly, I can almost mountain bike year-round. That's the thing, where I am. I can almost mountain bike year-round. There's like, I mean, it gets pretty wet in the winter mostly, so I take a break. I'm like, 
maybe there's like a month where I don't even ride or like a few weeks in a row. I, I can't ride. It's just too wet. But uh, yeah, whatever. It's not too bad. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you live near Vancouver, so you're obviously not that far away from Whistler. Are you are you north of Vancouver mm-hmm. or are you south of Vancouver? No, I'm south, southeast of Vancouver, right along the U.S. border. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're about, what, about three hours from Whistler, are you? Yeah, like two and a half, basically. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. That is pretty cool area to come from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty pretty happy with, you know, where I am. There's so much mountain biking all around, right? Like, obviously, there's the North Shore Mountains, and then just past there, there's Squamish, and then just past that is Whistler, and just past that is Pemberton. Uh, I need to ride Pemberton more, actually. But um, and then on closer to me, you know, there there's still lots of mountains, you know, further south and eastward, like to where I am. There's Chilliwack here in Abbotsford. There's Mission. There's Maple Ridge. Um, yeah, there's there's lots of mountain biking. Like every half an hour, you could say, <laughs> like down the roads. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's so cool. And we'll certainly get into that and have a wee chat with you about that scene a little bit later. But we've got you on the show mainly to chat about your YouTube channel which um, is under Jordan Bushmaster. Now, I know you'll get asked this all the time, but I have to ask you, where did the Bushmaster name come from? All right, so that was when I was in college. This is back in 2009, I believe. Um, so I went to uh, to this mountain bike operations program, uh, this pretty unique little program for one year at a uh, local university so I, it was just like 26 mountain bikers in this little program. We learned like trail building. We learned guiding and teaching. It was kind of fun. So I had some roommates there. <clears throat> um, and then uh, I guess because I would generally hit the longest jumps from from most people. Maybe <laughs> I, I guess it's because I have the most kind of experience growing up with like my local mountain has a lot of jumps and it's got a lot of these like long and low jumps like they're not they're not steep lips at all they're they're generally like lower but long jumps and and they're pretty fun so then i would like ride these you know like 35 foot jumps or 45 foot jumps and then uh i don't know because of that they just some of my roommates just kind of gave me the nickname boost master which uh, that was kind of funny so i was like okay that's cool <laughs> we, we all give each other nicknames so there's a bunch of nicknames thrown around but uh yeah i mean that's honestly <laughs> what it yeah. was at least it's a good one it's not doji or anything it's a good <laughs> name yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah cool uh well i'm interested in chatting to you obviously we'll get into your channel a wee bit later because it's you know you've got over two hundred thousand uh subscribers there and stuff and you get well over a hundred thousand views and most of your videos and things so, so this channel's doing really well for you but mm-hmm. I'm interested in how you yourself get interested in MTB. Was it from an early age? Um, not too early, honestly. Like I was always interested in riding bikes and kind of riding jumps. Um, so like I would have a BMX bike when I was younger. Um, not really into BMXing specifically, but just just riding it as my bike and just trying to hit jumps. So I'd like make a wood jump in our yard and I just ride it a bunch and um basically when it comes to mountain biking specifically that was more so in like grade seven 
um, a friend of mine, just like a new guy who became our friend, he, he was big into mountain biking. And, and so then he basically just kind of invited me and, and other friends uh, out to go biking, mountain biking. There was this gravel pit by his house we'd go riding at, which I thought was actually kind of cool. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe I like borrowed one of his bikes or something, or I'd ride a B- my BMX bike, which mm-hmm. didn't work very well. But, but then, yeah, then we'd go out to the mountain, try some mountain bike trails, um, yeah, I think I borrowed a bike, perhaps something like that. And then, uh, I, I don't know, I just kind of was hooked. I was like, oh yeah, I, I want to buy a bike now and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically where it started. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And what age would you be in grade seven? Sorry, we don't have that yeah, same like, kind of school system yeah, oh, over okay. here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So I'm like 13 years old at the time. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, you know, BMX, uh, because I've had a number of guests on the show and the majority of people get into mountain biking via BMX. It's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's kind of like an introductory bike to the world of mountain biking almost. It's so weird. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's cool though. I mean, yeah, I know because it's like not a mountain bike or anything. <laughs> but I guess I, I think what, what makes sense about it is just the fact that um, with no suspension and with like the smallest wheels, it really does force you to kind of learn the foundations of, of riding and like the physics and, and how the bike kind of handles. And you got to kind of be more, more careful, more dialed, I guess, to if you're riding that small little bike and if you're hitting jumps, for example, or, or something like that, like it, it really does kind of force you to know how to handle it. You can't rely on suspension or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. I know you do quite a lot of stuff, dirt jumps and everything else, but it's so weird now when I sit in a BMX, they just feel so small and so strange. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way I could ride one of those things now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So your parents are nothing were into bikes, were they? No, no, they never really were now. So. (laughs) Right. Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. And what about when you were at school then, when you were around that age? Because obviously they don't teach you in school how to, well, they maybe teach you how to ride bikes, but they don't encourage you to go mountain bike or, or don't encourage you to do any of that kind of stuff. So what made you stick with mountain biking over, let's say, the normal sports you would do at school? Yeah, I mean, I definitely did enjoy the the normal sports at school too. So yeah, I guess like with with mountain biking, I mean, what's cool about it is, I guess you can kind of do it on your own, which is cool. Like it doesn't rely on having a team. But mm-hmm. but honestly, like yeah, I was having tons of fun playing hockey or or playing badminton or soccer. But when it comes to mountain biking, I guess it's just like the thrill of you know, just flying through the trees. I love being in mountains for one. I love the mountains and I think they're just really beautiful. And, and also riding jumps is also a lot of fun. Like, right. I just love jumping. So the idea of just like flying through the air, I I really love that so much. And you just don't really get that with any kind of regular sport, I guess. So I guess that's kind of what it is. Just being in the mountains, you know, I don't know, flying through the air. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, cool, man. And certainly you do plenty of that by watching your videos. You can fly through there very well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, So when you get into mountain biking a little bit more, did you ever look at the race scene? Did you ever go down that route? Um, I mean, barely. Like there, so like I did a couple little races like back, I think the first race I may have did, I did the RDH race at Crankworks back in like 2008. I think was the first time I did it. 
I did it for a few years. I never did very good, but um, I didn't. I never really cared too much about racing. Mm. Um, I never was enough into racing. I was just more into just like free ride, which is just just kind of riding for fun instead of trying to be the fastest. But like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to kind of once in a while try mm. a race, and, and I do intend on maybe trying a bit more races once in a while just for fun, to just kind of see how I do. But I don't know. I did a few other little local races, but never did very well. And that was fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, now, at that time, were you watching any media as far as mountain biking goes? Were you following any pros, anything like that? What was keeping you inspired in it? Um, yeah, I guess, you know what? I, I never was following too much about, like, the pros and the news, for, uh, at least at first. I was really just kind of, whatever, doing my own thing. I get like, cause you know, pink bike was, is, is huge. And, and it's always kind of been the biggest mountain bike website. And I never really started using it until I started to create videos and then post videos. That's when I started to then pay attention to things like pink bike. And then, you know, and then I would start to get into paying attention to some of the pros. Like I would follow slope style the most. I didn't really follow racing, but I would follow mm. slope style the most. And you know, I'd love watching certain guys and uh, and the slope style competitions a lot. So yeah, I definitely kind of got more into just kind of following the slope style scene, I guess. And um, but but not a ton. Not I don't know. There's a lot of other people that pay way more attention to stuff. And honestly, I have kind of gotten out of paying so much attention to to like the pros and stuff. I've I've kind of gone out of you know watching slope style stuff as much. So, you know, I used to know, like, all the names of all the slope style riders. Mm. Now, I don't know. Uh, they kind of, they, they change up so fast. They come, they go, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't even know who these people are anymore. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I can't keep up, so whatever. Yeah. I, I just I just like to, I don't know, make videos <laughs> and express myself making videos the most. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very cool, man, very cool. Let's chat a little bit about the area you've grown up in there you're obviously close to Whistler as we chat about which is really became the capital of the MTB world right you know like it's on everybody's bucket list that Whistler bike park everybody wants to go there so what was the scene like there when you were growing up was there loads of kids into mountain biking were the trails busy that kind of thing um well yeah so like the first year that I went to Whistler was 2005 and that was definitely different than how it is now. I mean, it was it was not as busy. There's not as much trails. Um, yeah, honestly, like there's n- not at all as many like kids. Like if we're talking about like under the age of like 12 or 13, there's like no one of that age there. Now, you know, there are actually mountain bikes made for kids, which is a new thing. So that's same with like women more women are like riding at whistler wasn't so much the case before um it it was kind of more i don't know i think how i remember it was in the early years of whistler bike park it's like if you go to whistler people would think of you as like uh one of the more intermediate or advanced riders like you're or or something You're, you're one of the better riders if you if you were someone who goes to whistler you know, that's, you don't really necessarily think that anymore today. It's like, oh, literally anybody can go there. Who cares? It doesn't say anything about your skill level. I guess because of the kind of trails they have, they offer now, maybe that has something to do with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, mountain biking has obviously grown a lot. I can definitely see that <laughs> from yeah. when I was younger. 
and uh i don't know yeah it was like i just remember like being in school it's like anyone who mountain biked was like a rare thing it's like whoa we can be friends now we mountain bike because like it wasn't common to just you know have people in your school that also mountain bike immediately it was like oh man you're like you're just like me that's so cool (laughs) you know i don't know that's funny (laughs) yeah the scene has it's got crazy right i remember this is a number of years ago now but i was chatting to a customer in the store and um we were chatting about snowboarding and he says yeah uh, my brother-in-law owns uh, owns an apartment in whistler and i was like dude you need to get up there like would they not lend yet for a week and he was like nah no it's too busy rents it out and i says well no i wasn't into mountain bike at this time mountain biking at this time and uh, i says to him well sure you could get a nice break for the family over the summer he says you kidding me he says it's busier in the summer than it is in the winter and i was like what Mm. why is that and he was like mountain biking scene and i was like really it blew me away, you know. If you're what, not in the scene, uh, when was this? Yeah, this was. Pff, we're talking 15 years ago. Okay, you know, mm. crazy, like crazy. Yeah, because I mean, it was definitely that's interesting. I mean, because like I view the the snow, the winter time as being definitely more busy than summertime. That's what I I would think, <laughs> to be honest. But it's yeah, kind of funny. That's I mean, what I would also, think too. Yeah, there's also just like other tourists, like not necessarily mountain bikers, but just other tourists come to Whistler in the summertime. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Chat to me about Squamish. That place looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. I, I, I got to ride there more often. Like last year, 2019, I was actually finally riding there a decent amount. Like I rode there like at least, at least half a dozen times, which is, I don't know, not all that much but but more than i ever did before and yeah i love squamish man like the the rock slabs you know the granite rock slabs there's so much of that there's it's just not like heavily you know beat up trails it's just Mm. there's so much cool stuff out there and i don't know how to describe it it really is amazing i I think there's some good real gems out there (laughs) yeah yeah, like it reminds me because it's quite rooty and the, the trails are quite narrow. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me in quite a lot of the natural stuff we have here in Ireland, um, mm-hmm. only on a bigger scale. Um, and it looks mm-hmm. steep, man. I don't know if I like that so much, but it does look steep and crazy in places. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I did watch a couple of your videos from there and it, it looks it looks amazing. Like, those natural trails, are they just maintained by the local riders there? How does that work? Um, I guess I'm not 100% familiar with how everything works. I do know that there's like a, a trail building like um, association there. Mm-hmm. Um, there. There are local trail building associations kind of all over here. Like there's the, the North Shore Mountain Bike Association. I know there's like a, a Squamish one. So, yeah, I, I'm... It's not necessarily just like random locals doing whatever you want. I mean, there are a lot of people that are kind of doing their own building, whether it be like secret stuff or or whatever. But yeah, there's definitely an organization that kind of heads up that kind of stuff, maintaining and building new stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all planned and it's all done. That's not just done on the fly. Okay. Yeah. Basically, it's like all planned mostly. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man, cool. Uh, so let's chat a little bit about your YouTube channel then, uh, Jordan. Now, mm-hmm. you're out of college and stuff like that. Is is this your full-time gig now or? 
Yeah, yeah, it is now, which is great. Uh, only I can only say that since like last year in March, like March 2019 is when I when I actually went full time on my YouTube channel. Yeah, cool. and so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I'm sure, man. What did you do beforehand? So I was doing like different part time jobs. I was I used to like deliver pizza for a while, and I was delivering. I I used to deliver bread to Costco for like a year and a half or something like that, or. or I don't know. It was, uh, or no, not even a year, but yeah, you know, I did, I did those kinds of jobs and, um, I don't know. I, I just couldn't wait to, to quit them. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like I, I worked at this like other warehouse also part-time. They're just always part-time jobs because I needed more time to like work on my mountain bike videos and work on my channel, you know, cause I'm always making something for my channel, but yeah, for a while I wasn't making much and then finally in like I think kind of turned around in like 2017 I really started to see growth and then 2018 was big and then 2019 was bigger and uh yeah so yeah, only cool. in recent years did I really see real growth and stuff yeah that's cool but you you've you've obviously had the vision that's what you've been wanting to do because you took the part-time jobs and you were concentrating on your YouTube channel as well was that always your kind of plan mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. I, I always wanted to just go full time on this. And I, I thought I would have been able to achieve it sooner. But no, I wasn't able to, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. it took yeah. me a while. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, I had BKXC, you know, Brian Kennedy. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I, I had him on the podcast. Um, yeah, that was back in the early, early days of the podcast. Um you know, and I was obviously chatting to him about his YouTube channel and stuff, and he went full time and all. Um, he said that it wasn't quite a scary move for him because he'd he'd seen the you know leaving a full time job to do this because he had seen the numbers building steadily. Was it the same mm-hmm. for you? Was it scary to to leave part time um, and concentrate on this? It wasn't necessarily too scary, but like, I, I guess maybe one of the things that took me a bit longer compared to like Brian is I had some debt to pay off like and I I didn't have any kind of a buildup of savings for example in case things didn't work out like I, I guess I don't know exactly how his situation was but yeah I, I was waiting to like pay off some debt you know for a while mm-hmm. there was like student loan debt from back in college but then that was done after a while and then and then I I was doing good with my money and then again I kind of went into debt in like uh, 2016 um I broke my wrist couldn't work for a bit and then I I went I went to New Zealand uh for a few months and then uh spent a bunch there (laughs) and then I needed to make money and because then I was just in debt and uh I don't know it was kind of relying on me being able to fully pay off my debt and also know that okay I'm I'm getting decent uh you know, decent success here. And yeah, then, uh, then I could finally see it happening. And I don't know, I, I was comfortable quitting. I, it wasn't too uncomfortable. So mm. yeah, it was, it was, if I, if all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. And what about family and friends? Did you have support from them to go at it full time? Yeah, basically. I mean, they didn't necessarily expect that it would be such a feasible thing, I guess, if, if you would ask them, beforehand or like Mm. years ago i guess like i always knew it was possible but like yeah it did take a while but um yeah i mean they're very happy with uh they're very proud of me with what i'm able to do so i just basically i just had to prove to them that like yeah this is 
this is doable. <laughs> and so, and then they can get on board. They're like, oh, okay, sweet. That's, that's cool then. <laughs> yeah, you know? cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, your, your channel's very, very good. Um, you do freestyle, downhill, dirt jump and slope style. You do everything on there. Um, was that the kind of plan for your channel to cover all those kind of different aspects of the bike thing? Or did that just come naturally to you? I mean, yeah, like, I guess that kind of was sort of the plan, or it, it also just kind of came naturally. Like, I'm just going to um, do what I like to do, and I, I always have liked dirt jumping. I, I've really gotten out of the dirt jump scene lately, though, but mm. um, I've always loved dirt jumping and then just free ride, downhill stuff, and um, slope-style type stuff, even though I, I don't really do any tricks. But I, I just really kind of realized I really like the free, big mountain free ride stuff the most and downhill stuff. But um, I don't know, I'm just doing whatever I enjoy, really. <laughs> that's that's basically it. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. That's what I enjoy the most. So. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you choose your content, is it? You just you film what you ride, or do you have a plan to go to certain areas? How does that kind of thing work? Yeah, so I guess I, I film like most of the time I go riding like not every time but yeah w when I know that I'm going to like an interesting place or riding some cool trails I'll, I'll always film it um and then I'll try to make try to make a video out of it um my best videos are always the ones where I can plan ahead a little bit more um there's definitely been times <clears throat> especially like this year which has not been as good of a year for me where I've just kind of I don't know I haven't been putting haven't been able to put as much effort or, or planning into videos. Um, but yeah, the idea is you want to like kind of think ahead about, you know, what, what's this video going to be like, or, or at least as you're riding, like think about, you know, what kind of video can I make out of this? You know, what kind of story can I pull out of this thing? You know, what kind of parts of the ride are really going to be worth worthwhile showing and, and maybe not worthwhile showing and how can I, Another whole thing is just like marketing the video with the whole like title thumbnail thing. Like mm. a good a good idea is to like think about what kind of thumbnail you're going to put for the video and then think about that while you're filming so that you can intentionally get a picture that would work good as a thumbnail. And honestly, I've not been doing too good with that lately. I've just kind of let that slip by, slip my mind. So that's something that I need to kind of think about much more consciously um is like you know the thumbnail and, and and the title and what is this video about and then just kind of make everything so cohesive and just kind of work together um definitely some videos have, have been working really well together but i i gotta step up my game in that department i've kind of been uh, lacking <laughs> i've kind mm. of been lazing lazing off of it but uh <laughs> yeah that's what you want to do though you know you want to kind of plan things out a bit more as much as possible and then uh just kind of adapt as it goes along i guess yeah yeah for sure um i think for the thumbnail just put on a photo of somebody crashing works every time <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> people want to see the chaos oh it's yeah. cool but yeah like and i'm sure for stuff like that for the thumbnails and you have to follow youtube's algorithms and all that kind of stuff and how they choose film do you keep an eye on that kind of thing I mean, yeah, kind of, um, probably not as much as I, as I'd like to be, I guess, but in terms of thumbnails, like it's just, I don't know if it really has anything to do with like a YouTube algorithm necessarily, but more just does it, is it intriguing to the human 
I, you know, and it does it work with the title. That's just kind of the whole thing. That's the whole kind of art in and of itself, aside from making videos. So that's yeah. kind of a, a, another thing. But um, yeah, it's, it's really just, you know, does it intrigue people? Does it work with the, the title? Does it communicate something interesting that people want to click on? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, it's all about getting the click through. Um, mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing the YouTube channel now, Jordan? So this channel, I made it back in 2012, January 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, it's, it, it takes time, right? You know what I mean? It's like chatting to Brian Kennedy about the whole thing. He reckons one of the reasons he became quite successful was because he kind of just had it at the right time. So, mm. you know, it, it does take time to build stuff up. Um, and yeah. It, it takes time to time to get that follower that follower kind of base as well. Like, do your followers mm-hmm. get in contact with you quite a lot? Do they ask you about filming in certain areas or to do certain things with the channel? Um, once in a while, sometimes I will get some messages like that. But I mean, it's it's difficult to accommodate those kinds of things, even yeah. if I am interested. Like. Even if I am interested, it's like we're talking about people that, you know, live out there, live out here. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to just plan my life around being in that area at this time now or anything like that. Like, I don't know. It's too hard to to make plans. There there are times when it's like, oh, this sounds cool. I want to, you know, ride this new area that this person's offering to show me. But then I kind of forget about it or or even if I. I don't know, even even if I remember like, oh, yeah, this one guy, you know, can show me some cool trails in this area. I'll forget who who sent me yeah. that message. And in terms of like trying to find some message from like four months ago, it's like, oh, I, I don't even know who sent this. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know how to contact that person, even if I wanted to. So there's a whole timing issue there if I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, sometimes there's, you know, people want to kind of collaborate or just just ride. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it, it doesn't happen too often because it's just hard to to time things right, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure you're getting a ton of comments, right, in your videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that's time-consuming, right? you got to go into all those and look at those. And do you reply to the majority of them? Do you try to? I mean, I, I don't. I don't try to reply to the majority because that's just too much. But I'll, you know, I basically I read just about every single comment that does get written on my channel. I do still read like everyone. I can I can say that still because um, you know, I'll get the email notification, so I can I'll, I'll read them basically all in my emails. They'll just show up right there, and I'll read them all. And then once in a while, yeah, I'll I'll reply to this or or especially as the the video is new. If I upload a new video, you know, I'm I'm reading them all like in real time basically and I'm you know giving the heart on uh, like a lot of comments and just mm-hmm. hearting them a bunch and liking them and you know I'm I'm definitely reading them all at least but I I just don't have the time to be replying to everything cuz I don't know I don't know what to say otherwise mm-hmm. I'd just be saying a whole lot of the same thing just like hey thanks a lot hey thanks that's awesome <laughs> there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of just uh, I don't know the same kind of responses that yeah, I can't just come up with all these responses for everything. So, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those funny things, isn't it? You know, you want to be as approachable to your audience as possible. And, you know, you read all the comments and you try to do all this, but you get to a certain stage or you grow to a, 
to a certain kind of size and then that just becomes impossible you, you simply can't sit in front of the pc and reply to all these things all the time so you kind of got to step back um do you find that weird that you kind of can't keep in contact with all these people or, or interact with them um i don't know i don't know if i'd call it weird or anything i, I think it's just fine i i accept it like it's just kind of natural <laughs> you know it's it's the way it works it's once you get bigger and bigger yeah things change when you scale up right i mean yeah that's how it is it's all right um yeah i definitely you know i i definitely love all the all the comments from everyone and as I said, I still do read everything, mm-hmm. but when I get to the point where I can't even read them all and then I'm still glad that they're all coming in. I'm still glad that they're all coming. I, I don't know. I, I can be happy that I'm, it'll be a, a great place to be if I'm successful enough that I wouldn't even be able to read all the comments. That would be great mm-hmm. just because it would mean that I'm that successful but yeah. um but i genuinely do want to see the comments like i really love seeing the comments you know <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it would be kind of like ah shoot that's too bad that i i honestly don't even know all of what they're saying because there's just too much <laughs> yeah but yeah. Uh, i don't know so far that hasn't been too much a problem i, I ah, still cool. put effort into reading everything so <laughs> yeah nice one nice one all right let's chat about the editing of your videos because i know this is super time consuming. Um, so when you go out on a bike ride, do you record from start to finish? Do you choose certain times to switch the camera on? How do you kind of organize that? Yeah, I, um, I've definitely been, I guess I'm trying to get more, more um, conscious of exactly like what, what to film and, and what to not bother filming. But generally I, I would just film kind of everything in terms of the interesting stuff like going downhill like riding the trails in terms of that yeah i just kind of have it recording all i don't like stop recording for this part of trail or or anything like that i would just record it all right Mm -hmm. um and i don't have any regrets about that but especially if i'm riding like a bike park let's say then there's a ton of riding you're doing in one day right and that's where i want to be a little bit more conscious of okay what is the plan? You know, what am I actually going to make videos of? Because some, some days in a bike park, I can make two videos or even three videos out of one day of mm-hmm. riding. If there's like one run that was like epic enough to make a whole video out of or or I don't know, depends. But um, but yeah, then there are definitely times when it's like, OK, I don't need to I don't need to film literally everything, especially if I'm riding the same finishing trail five times. And OK, just forget that. But um Either way, there's a lot of footage that I get and a lot yeah. to work through for every yeah. video, right? Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, you know, your editing's very, very good. I really like your style. Um, but, you know, your, your average video's, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, which is probably perfect. But, like, how many hours of footage do you have to film to get that 15 to 20 minutes? Yeah, it's, it's usually like... It could be like an hour and a half. Sometimes it's just one hour. Usually it could be like an hour and a half to try to bring down to like 20 minutes or or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I kind of want to make shorter videos, like less, like 15 minutes or like 12 to 15 minutes. I would love to make those. And then I, I just find it's too hard to cut it down. But maybe that's just something I need to get better with. I, I'm, I love 
I don't know. I just love keeping this and keeping that. And then after the video, <laughs> after the video is done, so like, because when I'm editing, I'm like kind of rewatching the whole thing over and over, and I'm keep keep on cutting out more and more. And then toward the point where it's like, okay, sweet, this is done. Um, and then once I upload the video, maybe like the next day or whatever, I'll watch through my video again, and I'll I'll notice all these parts where it's like, oh yeah, I could have cut that part out, <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. I should have cut that part out. <laughs> And then I realize, oh man, it's a bit too long because I, I really hate the idea of like having filler. And, and I think I'm totally guilty of it. Like, I don't know, you can probably think of, I'm sure people listening could probably think of times in my videos where it's like, okay, yeah, I don't need all this. In, and, ah oh, man, I, I really want to get better with that. Just being able to, you know, cut out all the fat, just have all the highlights, just the best stuff and, and a clear and cohesive kind of story or whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm trying to get better with that, but uh, I want to make slightly shorter videos than I currently am, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's so difficult though, if you're cutting it down from an hour and a half and I'm sometimes is even more, I suppose more than that, you know, like how long would that take you to do that process? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know in terms of hours. I, I don't really time that. Um, generally uh, it does take me a good few days. Like if I'm really focused and really working on it, it could take me a good, like, I don't know, three, four, five days. It depends. Cause I don't work on, you know, a single video for so long in a day to, to get them done right away. I kind of, I kind of work on like a few videos, you know, back and forth. Like mm-hmm. I got a kind of a bunch in the, uh, in in the works at, at a single time and so i'll kind of like work on this video for a bit work on that video for a bit and uh I, I kind of like to take my time making videos actually i don't i don't really like to get it all done within like within a few days um so i generally have been kind of giving myself like a week to to make a video you know because i do upload weekly and then you know, I'll be working on a few different videos at a, at a time, except, oh, I know that this video is going to go up for next week, so I do have to prioritize that one. And then, especially for the few days before it gets uploaded, I really, I can only work on that one video. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of spreading it out a bit more, just so that I can have time to kind of look back on the video with fresh eyes again and and see it from, like, a bit of a different perspective, like, Oh yeah, why do I even have that in the video? That's useless. Let me just cut that out. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it it's good to. That's why I like to kind of take my time a bit more and be able to, you know, work on it for a bit, but then kind of, you know, maybe maybe work on another video then, and then come back the next day. I look at the video again with fresh eyes and realize, oh yeah, okay, I need I know what I need to do now, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of like to do that. So I I like to purposely give myself like a week for every video at least, um, even more possibly but uh but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's time consuming and i think i think a lot of people don't realize that you know they see a 15 or 20 minute movie and they think it takes you 15 or 20 minutes to do it you know what i mean it's (laughs) it's just not as simple as that right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well especially when yeah because when i'm first putting it all together if we're talking like an hour of footage let's say if it's just one hour of footage um maybe i just went riding at a a local mountain maybe i did a north shore ride and we did like one run down or maybe two runs down and there's like an hour worth of footage i have to watch through all of that just to like even 
or, or as I'm watching it, basically, like I'm watching the footage for the first time in the editing timeline. And then as I'm watching it, I'm slowly I'm cutting away all the fat. As far as I know, the, the safe stuff to cut, I'm cutting it all at first, but it's but I'm being really safe. Mm-hmm. So after watching through the first time, <clears throat> um, maybe it's down to like, I don't know, 40 minutes or something. If it was like an hour long hour footage, maybe I cut it down to like 45 minutes the first run through and then and then I'm also understanding like okay how is the video going to be kind of laid out um and then I start thinking about um I don't know maybe like the script then I start to kind of write the script in terms of voiceover stuff to add I start thinking about maybe some music choices here and there and and again I'm just kind of watching the footage back again you know so again it's like watching 45 minutes but it actually (laughs) takes it takes longer than 45 minutes to watch it back just because of how I'm I'm deciding to, okay, now I'm going to cut this, I'm going to cut that. Now I'm going to watch that that 30-second segment again mm-hmm. because I just want to see how it works. And so even just to go through the 45-minute section takes like an hour and a half to watch it back as, yeah. I'm, as I'm cutting stuff up. And then, uh, and then okay, and then it's cut down to like 35 minutes or something. And then there's like, there's an extended cut ready. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does take a while. Like it, it it takes longer than what I'm even describing, to be honest. But like, yeah. Uh, either yeah. way, like, you know, I'm after my extended cuts ready. Like for my patrons, right? Like I get my extended cut done first. Um, I've already gone through the video at least like probably four times once my extended cuts ready because then I I not trimming too much. It's more of just kind of organizing the script because doing the whole voiceover that's time consuming. That's quite time consuming. There's like watching. You know where where is my voiceover gonna go? Okay, figuring out what am I gonna say after the voiceover is recorded. You know, I put it into the timeline. Then I have to fit it into the footage, and, and then make sure that the what I'm saying fits around you know the video. Because mm-hmm. then right after the footage is done, then I want to be able to to hear what I'm saying next or not cut out actual audio from the video itself. That's important. So make sure the timing is all right. Yeah. So that that takes time. Is the whole voiceover stuff. That's kind of one of the more time consuming parts of it, to be honest. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah. And then after I, after I do like the extended cut, then I, then I work on the, the main, main public cut. And then, um, yeah, they just kind of keep, keep watching the whole thing through another few times, maybe even a handful of times, five, five times, four times. I don't know until it's like, okay, much more polished and, and cut down. And then I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, I really love the voiceover aspect of your videos. That's that's very cool. I really like that. And recording audio and stuff, I can understand how much time that would take and, and how, you know, it'd be a lot easier to not have that in there. But I really like that. How did you come up with that idea? Or, you know, because it explains the story, it explains what you're doing very well. And when you come to certain elements of the trail, you're explaining what you're trying to do or what you're looking at or how you're trying to write a certain line. I think that's really, really good for the the watcher. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how did you come up with that idea? Thanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I basically I what was it? I guess it was in 2016 is when I first started to experiment with that. I was like, oh, I think I should put voiceover in. And I guess it was because. I was looking at the other mountain bike channels that were new and onto the scene. So at that time, I would see Skills with Phil. I would see Seth's Bike Hacks, um, BKXC, um, I think Single Track Sampler a bit there. I, I forget now. But um, yeah, back in like 2016, 
you know, in 2015, some of those channels were new. And, uh, and you know, Seth's bike hacks, for example, he, he'd always do tons of voiceover. His videos were kind of unique. They're always kind of about something. I thought, that, oh, that's so cool. You know, Skills with Phil, you know, it's kind of similar to me in that he would, you know, he'd do lots of cool riding stuff. But I would notice he would, he would do voiceovers, I think. And um, I know BKXC, he didn't really do voiceovers or anything, but it was just the idea of, putting my personality into my videos more that's that's what it comes down to and so i thought okay yeah um i am not so good with the whole um vlog kind of style where i'm pointing the camera at myself and i'm just talking to the camera i'm not Mm. very good with that I, i would like to do that a bit more but i don't know i'm just not the most comfortable with that all the time so i guess it's like voiceovers is what i do instead you know whereas someone like bkxc it it looks like as far as I remember, he doesn't seem to do any voiceover. It's all just talking while he's riding or talking straight to the camera to kind of introduce the things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm just kind of doing the voiceover instead. It's just kind of, yeah, because I'm totally missing all that stuff. I, I'm trying to, honestly, like when I'm riding, I'm actually trying to think a bit more so about, you know, okay, is there some kind of um, stuff I can talk about on camera? Because it will save me from having to record voiceover later. So I actually do try to do that a bit more now is just like be more, you know, talkative on camera, explaining things so that I, I can save myself the time of, of voiceover later. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's all about just kind of bringing my personality more into my videos, bringing, uh, I don't know, a personal relatable experience, I guess, is all it is. <laughs> yeah. Trying, trying to make myself more relatable, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I really like the voiceover thing. I think it works really well. Thanks. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, as I say, I, I can empathize with you tr- with the time, that the extra time that takes. And even then, trying to patch it into your video where the voiceover isn't talking over you and your riding body or whatever as well. Yeah, it's difficult, man. That's time consuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. Cool. Uh, you're off. You're normally out riding with friends and stuff like that. Um, is that important to you to get your buddies out riding with you? Yeah, it definitely is. It's it's always I don't know. It's always just kind of more fun when I'm riding with my friends anyway. And and also if I'm making a video, I always prefer to kind of make a video while I'm riding with people too. Yet I just I don't know, find it's more interesting. I guess. Mm. Um. I don't know, because then there's just like the natural kind of dialogue and um, um, I don't know, it just kind of makes the video more interesting. So I, I do like to have that in my videos, but uh, generally, yeah, I just enjoy riding with friends anyway. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just fun, you know. Do your, do your buddies mind you recording them? Uh, no, no, they don't mind. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're all good with it. <laughs> you never get yeah. that, Jordan, would you switch that camera off? <laughs> <laughs> are you recording is the red light on that kind of stuff oh, man. yeah honestly no they're they're totally chill about it so that's all good so yeah i like that and uh yeah and then it's also it is kind of nice when you're like riding with other youtubers because then we all get each other and stuff so then that's kind of fun too <laughs> yeah, yeah cool and then because cool. uh, then yeah i definitely you have a bit of fun doing it yeah. Um, are you are you still enjoying the channel? Are you still enjoying making the videos? Yeah, I am. Um, I 
I have been getting a bit a bit tired. Like sometimes I'd get like a bit burnt out. But then what I would do is I would take a break in like January, like last this past January, I took like four weeks off, and um, and that's been nice. And uh, yeah, generally like I I just always kind of have these ideas of like what kind of videos I want to make, and that kind of keeps me energized, you know, to be able to create these videos, these ideas. Um, one problem with this year is I got a concussion like in March and wow. that's really kind of messed me up this year so I kind of talked about it in some videos and uh, and then I took like there's like seven weeks where I didn't upload anything <laughs> like a couple months ago and uh, yeah it's because my health really needs to be it needs to be there and I need I need the energy and honestly this year has not been so good for for my health but basically because of that concussion I would have like I've never had this before where I would have these concussion <clears throat> concussion symptoms kind of lasting for a while like first it kind of lasted for two months I thought I was better mostly better enough and then I kind of took it for granted I was riding like normal doing some trail building and then I kind of got worse again. And uh, I don't know. I, I just had to take care of myself a lot better and figure out what to do. Because this is just kind of a new a new thing. Like I had all kinds of crashes before. But I just never had this weird effect on my body. Mm. So it messed me up. It, it really sucks. Kind of, yeah. So I, I'm definitely trying to get back into it. Like, so just yesterday I uploaded a video where I finally, you know, rode bike park. I rode sun peaks finally for the first time that was we filmed that um about a month ago that was mm -hmm. that was later mid to later august and uh and then i also went to whistler and silver star since then um just to feel out how i'm doing and and you know i'm i'm definitely getting better i'm doing lots of exercise but yeah i'm kind of i'm a bit more scared of crashing right now and so yeah, sure. that means i'm i'm not quite riding the same but um but yeah, I'm definitely having fun uh, riding again <laughs> and uh, and uh, getting back into making videos because I, I really love making videos and I, I don't know, I just love expressing myself, I guess. I just, that's kind of how I always viewed making videos. It was just a way for me to express myself and um, it's just something I always love to do. So <clears throat> yeah, I've just been really trying to get my health back and uh, yeah, get out biking and uh, <laughs> I don't know. So there's definitely some more fun video ideas that I've been trying to implement and I haven't been able to do them yet because of this whole issue and just mm -hmm. delaying everything. So there's definitely some video ideas that I'm trying to, I'm in the process of making uh, for the future that I thought I would have been have uploaded already. But uh, yeah, so I've, I don't know, I'm looking forward to things to come, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. The concussion thing, did that come from, you said that you had a number of accidents, but did that, can you remember that happening with one accident? Um, yeah, as far as I can tell, yeah. So back in March, I, I hit a tree pretty good on my chest and it, like my chest was hurting for like two weeks after that. Mm -hmm. But I did not really hit my head though. I would have got some kind of whiplash from it, I guess. Um, I bruised my hand from that crash. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think anything of my head because I didn't have any concussion symptoms from that, at least right away. Yeah. And then I, I even went biking the very next day and I realized I, I shouldn't have done that, but 
I felt fine, even though my hand was a bit bruised. I could still hold on the handlebar. My chest was hurting, but I didn't care. My head was fine. And then I even had a crash that day too, um, where I kind of just like fell forward onto my chest onto like some ground. I kind of slid down. It wasn't too much of an impact, but mm -hmm. that probably doesn't help, obviously. And then uh, it was like a couple days later. Then I just felt terrible. Then I, I was kind of more just lightheaded and just had a hard time focusing on anything like the computer screen or anything like, yeah, I was kind of a mess, just low energy. And so for, for a number of months, I, there's just been a lot of kind of off and on, there's been just low energy, which is not helping me make videos. Uh, obviously like there's just, there's been less kind of, I don't know, motivation to really make everything good so <clears throat> but I, I can say that i have been doing a lot better in the last like month i've been doing much more consistently like september has been a much better month so that is good <laughs> but yeah i still i still need to take things more carefully though so even though i may feel fine i'm not treating myself as if i'm actually fine because i need to make sure that i'm that i'm really getting better things can can take longer than they may than they seem so so I'm just being more careful now, being more knowledgeable, educating myself more on how to treat my body. So, but yeah, I have definitely been doing better, but uh, it's still a bit of a process. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. It's scary as well. The head's a scary thing to to injure, you know, because mm -hmm. um, there's just so much we still don't understand what, what happens up there. Mm -hmm. Do you mind me, Jordan, asking what age you are? I'm 31. Right. Okay. And you've been riding for a long time, so... Um, Obviously, you know the dangers with mountain biking and everything else, and you you do ride hard for sure. Looking at your videos, um, you say that it's putting you off a little bit. Um, I kind of experienced this. I broke my shoulder about two years ago, and mm. it's still not right. I just haven't been able to get it pinned and everything else, but it's still not mm. right. Um, and I can certainly understand that. And I'm not riding at your level either. You know, you're doing bigger mm. stuff than me. Um, do you think it really matters to your your viewers though, right? Because you're 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 still there, your personality's still there in the films, you're still doing the same stuff. Um have you had any feedback from them regarding it or anything? Um, I guess that's something I'm trying to figure out now, to be honest. I I hope that it doesn't have to make too much a difference, but um I, I kinda think that it does still make some difference um just mm. because of what people learn to expect from my channel and then um i don't know just if they if you don't get what you expect then it's like okay well whatever then you kind of start to lose some interest so i'm kind of yeah kind of wondering same thing i i don't want to put up just super lame mediocre stuff but i mean i i don't have to i don't believe that i have to start writing all kinds of big stuff every video. Yeah. I don't believe I need to do that because if you look at, there's all kinds of videos that I post where I'm just having a ton of fun writing unique, interesting trails and there doesn't have to be some crazy stuff on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. there really doesn't have to be. I mean, I guess you could say some of my more popular videos are ones where I'm writing some more advanced stuff, sure. But uh, but there's definitely lots of really fun trails. Like, like if we're talking about Squamish, for example, you know, there's not really necessarily big jumps there or or north shore trails like there's more there's so much cool woodwork rock work mm. there's there's more tighter jankier stuff skinnies like i love that kind of stuff so much that kind of stuff is super cool and 
I think that my audience can, and they just, they like to see, you know, awesome trails, you know, and, um, I don't have to do stupid things to ride well, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah, I think there's, I think there's definitely a way that I can keep, keep making awesome stuff and, and not have to put myself at as much risk. And that's something I'm kind of interested in doing is not putting myself in as much of risk kind of thing. So especially after this year, it's like, wow, I never want to experience this again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I got to make sure I'm more healthy again. But yeah, I don't know. I guess there's there's some comments that I would see lately where it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of miss seeing Jordan riding, you know, the big the big jumps or something. And because, yeah, I I've just kind of put that on hold for the time being. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, your health's more important, man, than anything. More yeah. important than anything, yeah. you know, especially a head injury for sure. Like that video you put up with you and your friend doing the big rock roll, the real steep one. Oh yeah, was, yeah. Was that was that squamish? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was insane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it was scary. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and something there was a fallen tree at the bottom of it too, so you couldn't really get a proper run out or anything. You had to get on the brakes. <laughs> well, wow. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, I love seeing yeah, that stuff. That was, you see, was yeah, because to me, that is something. You know, some of the bigger jumps and stuff, I wouldn't. I'm just just past me now. I'm too old. I wouldn't try that now. But that mm-hmm. kind of thing appeals to me. Watching that kind of thing, because yes, obviously. Yeah. If I was standing at the top of it, I might change my mind. But to me, that seems doable to me. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. similar to what we have here as far as kind of, you know, the, the the type of trail. Um, yeah. yeah. But, like, that was amazing, man. And I love the way you explained that and stuff. It was very, very good. You know, you just didn't rush into it head over heels. You kind of took your time. You had a few run-ups. It was mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. thanks yeah yeah i mean because then the key at that point is just you know being being relatable being a, a regular rider that the average person can relate to you know because you know riding big stuff isn't necessarily relatable and people some people don't even yeah like you're saying you don't even necessarily care about like just because of what you're riding it's not even what it's all about or like your riding skill level for example like because there's all these other youtubers that are not pro riders i mean i'm not pro i guess i'd call myself advanced but i'm not i'm not a pro and then there's other youtubers that are just more enduro they're not as fast they don't ride as big of stuff but yet they can get super popular videos because they can be relatable and that's what i really need to to work on it's i I always knew that that's what i need to work on and i'm always trying to get better with that anyway but Mm -hmm. um obviously it's cool if you can kind of combine everything where it's like oh you can be relatable and also ride more gnarly stuff and that that's cool if you can kind of check all those boxes right but um i don't know it's not always the most easy thing to do because um yeah if you have like you know a pro rider riding big massive stuff like okay that's cool to see them riding a big 100 foot jump (laughs) or like backflipping backflipping a 100 foot jump or something like you know some pros are now making more videos like cam zinc which is pretty cool um but what's gonna get them to to be more interesting and grow their subscribers is by, you know, putting themselves on camera talking more about like kind of the process. Like even though I personally cannot relate to riding a or backflipping a 
hundred and something foot jump. I what is relatable is just the the whole mind mindset and the the process. Like what are they going through? What are they thinking? You know, then then now I can start to kind of put myself into their shoes and try and translate translate their feelings to to stunts that I would do. I don't mm -hmm. know. You know what I mean? Just yeah. That's what everyone everyone needs to be doing. And it's not even always about riding the biggest, craziest stuff. So yeah. yeah. For sure, man. For sure. No, I like what you're doing. I think it works very, very well. Um let's chat about your Patreon kind of thing because mm. I know that's how a lot of people make the YouTube thing work for them is via Patreon um, and sponsors and whatever. How important is that mm -hmm. to you and to your channel? It is very important, actually. I I really, really value my Patreon page, actually. Um, I'm definitely, it's definitely something I would like to, to try and grow more and more. So I'm trying to, I don't know, I, I guess I'm trying to learn, trying to put whatever effort I can to, to grow that a bit more. Um, what's great about it is the fact that it can keep me very independent. And so in terms of like, let's say I were to have a sponsorship from some other company where I'd make like exactly the same amount of money, I would rather make the money from Patreon than from a bike company because mm -hmm. that bike company, I don't have the kind of freedom. I just, something about my personality, I just really love having the freedom to kind of ride whatever I want. Maybe I'm just a bit picky at this point. Maybe that's kind of what it is. I don't know. But like <laughs> I, I've started to really develop preferences and it's like there's not many companies that I really want to be riding exclusively for really. Um, so like there's some companies where it's like, yeah, I'm totally down to get some of the products. I'm pretty stoked. So uh, I got Shimano to provide me their whole Saint group set for my maiden, which is awesome because I do love Shimano a lot. Mm -hmm. And also I love marzoki suspension i got they they provided me suspension for my two new bikes so i'm super happy with that i got light bicycle carbon wheels for my enduro bike super happy about that um they're just, it's just free product from them so that's fine um i i'd really like to have you know paying sponsors patreon is my main paying sponsor where i they fund me and that is awesome so that's very valuable valuable to me and um also, just like I said, it's the fact that I, I can be so free to do, mm -hmm. to ride what I want and, you know, ride exactly what I want. I don't have to be restricted in any way of like, must be exclusively riding this company's kind of product. So there are some companies where, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Maybe I can pull some kind of deal together. We'll see. But otherwise, Patreon is so awesome <laughs> because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just that kind of freedom thing and yeah they're the best <laughs> yeah yeah cool and and your your patreon subscribers get bonuses and stuff right they get longer edits and things like that yeah yeah exactly so like they get the extended cuts and they're always early like generally like maybe it's just like the day before but and then also extended cuts for almost everything and then there's some there's some bonus content um i'd like to do more of that to be honest but yeah there, there's some bonus content there's um you know, you can get free stickers if you pledge seven dollars or more, um, things like that. Or I just just give people updates. Um, even mm -hmm. if you just pledge one dollar more, you know, once in a while, I'll just like write a whole update about like exactly what what exactly I'm doing, what some uh, just kind of write a text update and uh, tell you guys what the plans are, what's going on with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, yeah, actually today I've been meaning to actually pretty after this podcast, I'm gonna 
make another post because um, I, uh, I I bought something really cool, really interesting and unique. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, I'm making a really fun video project. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just bought something interesting and uh, we're going to have something some fun with it. And then I'm just going to tell my patrons about it uh, right after this podcast, actually tell cool. them about what, what's going on. And uh, they're just in the loop more of my plans <laughs> and uh, what's yeah. coming up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this po- this won't be going out for a few weeks, so y- okay. you can't okay. tell me if you wish. But let me guess. Is it a drone? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, all right. Now, well, that's cool. Like, that's cool that you get, you know, you, the, the people that pay to watch your channel support you, appreciate what you do. And, and you know, you can give back as well. Can you see where your Patreons are from? Um, all over the world, to be honest, like, I, I guess, I think they're fairly representative of just my viewership on YouTube, which is mostly American. Um, there's definitely a good number of Europeans, um, you know, Canadians, like in terms of viewership on YouTube, it's always like America's number one. Canada is always like three or four. I think Germany is like third or something. Uh, UK yeah. is pretty big. Yeah, UK is pretty big. I don't know. So so if you like UK, Germany are probably the biggest European countries. Um Australia, New Zealand. It's it's all those like English speaking, you know, countries <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah. isn't that so cool, man, that you can that people all over the world are watching your channel, are relating mm-hmm. to it. Like it's just unreal, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. Well, I'll give a shout out to my boy, Andy Coburn, because it was Andy from MTB for fun. Now, he posts a lot of your videos and stuff on his channel. And it was Andy Andy that asked me to get you on. So Andy's a super fan. So um, just to embarrass him, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right on. Thanks, Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, So that's so cool, man. It's so cool to see that. I just I just love that, you know, and it's. It's great for us guys because we get to see what's happening in other areas of the of the planet, you know. And um, mm-hmm. like I've seen a few videos from Squamish now, and that place just appeals to me. Like that's on my bucket list. I'll be hitting that for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so cool to yeah. see guys like yourself covering that. Now, Jordan, tell me about the trails you're building because you were mentioning that previously there that you're building some new trails. Can you tell us a bit about those? Yeah, um, I mean, I did a couple videos like in what was it? june or may june where i was doing some building on like a local trail that already existed like a jump trail but then i also had an idea to um to make a brand new trail on a local mountain and uh yeah so i'm just kind of building something with my friends we we've done a few days of work onto it but uh unfortunately we actually stopped building it mostly because of my concussion i realized that was kind of affecting me more and Mm. also to be honest things were kind of getting overgrown in the summertime so it was kind of annoying to build at that point so we basically decided to put on hold we're going to go back to it in the winter time but uh it's 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 a project where i want to make a whole kind of video series on it so i think that would be fun for my channel as well just kind of building a new trail and so i i, I filmed that that first kind of episode already but yeah I, i'm not going to release it because everything is on hold anyway <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see stuff like that in the future, though. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds cool, man. Did you have to get permission to do that or anything? No, 
Actually, no. Um, many places we would have, but this particular mountain is a little bit more kind of uncontrolled, which is kind of nice. It's People can kind of build whatever on it. So it, honestly, it's starting to get a little saturated <laughs> with trails. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's fun. So it's one of these unique places. It's a bit of a wild, wild west situation, you could say, oh. where, yeah, we, we just kind of have the freedom and it's all kind of whatever. It's, it's who cares. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um. So, what's what's the future for you, like Jordan? Is there anything you've planned? Any trips you've planned in the near future? Anything like that you can tell us about? Um. Yeah. I mean, as far as trips, unfortunately, I I don't know how to even bother making plans at this point. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. But like, so um. I know I want to go back to New Zealand again, but I don't have plans made, but like mm. I really wanted to go. Like I was kind of thinking of going last year, last winter, because it's really convenient, right? Like it's the Southern Hemisphere. So when it's wintertime, go there for yeah. their summertime, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go this year, but mm. I, I just know that I want to go there. I, I know there's places that I want to go. Like I want to go to Arizona. I want to go to utah again um you know maybe some stuff on the east coast um it'd be cool to it'd be cool to ride like more oregon washington oregon california but uh yeah uh, then see what happens yeah we'll see what happens but honestly there's still a lot of stuff here in bc that i wanted to ride um i was gonna do more more riding more traveling within bc this year but it was just because of my concussion that like i i can't uh commit to any kind of travel plans mm-hmm. so that was unfortunate but you know within bc there's so much cool stuff like there's the sunshine coast you know there's you know like pemberton pass whistler and like um I don't, there's so much cool stuff within bc i still have to ride yet and uh i just gotta <laughs> make sure i'm healthy but um yeah i, I mean sure. aside from like travel plans um i will say i do plan on actually having a second channel wow. on youtube yeah so right. that'll be fun i actually was going to make it already i was going to have it already ready by now but again it was it was my health my concussion i just had to put a delay on everything um um essentially what it would be because so do you know bcpov he made a second channel it's called bcpov raw right did you, did you see that no i haven't seen that Okay, so yeah, a bit ago he just made a second channel where he just uploads like a raw trail video. And then it kind of, obviously it doesn't change anything he's doing on his main channel. But then on the second channel, it's just a very simple video, like uncut, just riding a trail. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of wanted to do something like that because that's kind of what my content used to be actually like years ago when I was first starting to use GoPros in like 2013, 2012. I, I would... You know, it's like, okay, sweet, let's uh, let's showcase a cool trail and let's showcase my riding on a cool trail. And then it would just be like a three-minute video riding a trail, like uncut. Well, I kind of want to see if I can kind of do that again. Um, so then that's what a second channel would be for. And um, yeah, because I, I can't put that on my main channel. It'll just bomb. <laughs> it won't work. Mm. <laughs> I kind of mm. tried it a little bit, honestly. I tried like this little series called Raw Trails with Boostmaster, like in 2018 or something those videos did terribly like wow. they did terribly so i just i, I do want to make content because it's super easy to make and i just need a second channel for it so i'm gonna make a second channel some point soon and uh 
yeah, uh, basically just kind of upload. It'll be content that you also see some of in my main channel videos, but but then you'll get to see like the whole uncut trail in in that mm. video as an example of what I'm thinking. So we'll we'll see how it all goes. I have some different plans and thoughts, but uh, yeah, that's that's in the works. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. And do you think is that kind of more for a different audience? I mean, kind of, kind of, yeah. And that's why I'd want to have it separated to a different channel. Because there are, you know, there's some people that would appreciate both, but then there's definitely people that would actually prefer those other videos. Those are more raw, just basic videos, you know, like forget yeah. the voiceover, just, just, it's just super simple. You know, if I want to explain something, that'll be in the main channel video. And I don't know. So yeah, yeah there is Good kind crossover. of a, there. I think there is an audience for it. I just don't think there's as big of an audience for it necessarily, but that's okay. It's still something I enjoy. So I just want to still make the content anyway, but again, just different channel for it. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Um, what have you got kind of planned for the channel? What's, you know, have you thought of what you would like the can the channel to become? Mm, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know if I would change a ton uh, as of right now. There's, I mean, I, I want to just ride more interesting places, ride more fun, interesting trails. And, um, I don't know. I've kind of been trying to do that to some extent, but I, I guess I don't know as of right now how to um, how to describe that. I, I do want to experiment more with some some different stuff, like um, different kinds of I don't know bikes or or just <clears throat> different things like that. Just kind of do things a little bit more unique. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone's riding their their. <clears throat> 29er and long low slack enduro bikes <laughs> and uh, i don't like like i don't ride 29ers or or you know 27.5 is fine you know i i'm actually going to um build up a 26 inch front wheel for my rocky mountain really? maiden yeah yeah so i'm gonna but but i'm not saying that i'm like permanently doing that mm -hmm. because so so you, that video like it's a mullet bike right like it's a 27.5 in the front 26 in the back so in that reveal video where I revealed that bike, I did mention that I'm I'm going to also try a full 26 inch setup, and so I ordered like a new hub, a rim. I'm going to be doing that up and comparing the two basically. So yeah, I'm just gonna have fun like just seeing you know how does it compare? What does a full 26 inch setup on that bike feel like compared to the mullet bike setup? You know and mm -hmm. Just kind of experimenting with things and having fun with that. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's a cool idea. Um, I don't think everybody's, you know, kind of doing the 29 or 27.5 mullet, but nobody's done a 26 or as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That'd be yeah. good. So, yeah. Excellent, man. Excellent. Well, I hope things go well for you. So, uh, how can people kind of get in touch with you, check out what you're doing, find your channel and stuff? So, yeah, I mean, everything is just under the name Jordan Boostmaster on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Um, I'm actually pretty active on Facebook, also uploading videos. Actually, Facebook is interesting because I, I, I re-edit my videos. I cut them shorter <laughs> and right I on. kind of, it's like slightly different, but the same. 
is what you see on YouTube. So it's a little bit different. And because I, I can make money on Facebook as well. So that's why I put time into that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then there's Patreon, obviously, patreon.com slash Jordan Boostmaster. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, that's where you'll see all my, my content. <laughs> They'll find you for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, Jordan, thanks so much for coming on. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you spending the time and chatting to me. Um, your channel is very cool, man. And I think it's one of the coolest ones out there. I really like your style. I really like your editing style. And, um, I hope you get you get back to full health and uh, you get riding Thanks. again, man. Uh, be be cool to see you. But yeah, like yeah. watching your Costa Rica footage and all, very very cool. Like really really nice stuff. Thanks. All right, bud. Well, listen, listen. Uh, I hope everything goes well, and I hope twenty twenty one goes better, and you don't have the whole COVID thing and everything else going on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not easy, yeah. bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks again. Uh, good luck, bud, and I'll speak to you in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot for having me. It was fun. That's a wrap for episode 162, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you go and check out Jordan's YouTube channel. As I say, just go to the website mtb-tribe.com and you will find Jordan's episode there, 162, and you will find quick links to his socials and everything else he's got going on there with the YouTube channel, his website, all the good stuff to quickly get in touch with him there. Now you can also find the complete back catalogue there, listen and download every show, which are completely free, and you can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. Now I just want to say thanks to Jordan for coming on the podcast, it was great to get him on, it was great to have a chat, find out what is going on there, everything with the YouTube world and everything else that's changing over the years and uh, these guys are standing out and making it very very easy for us to get stoked and get out on bikes and try and do what these guys are doing and Jordan can certainly chuck a bike about that's for sure. So thanks so much for coming on Jordan, I do appreciate it and I wish you all the best for the rest of 2020 and of course into 2021. Now if you're enjoying the show folks, the best way to help support the podcast is subscribing, reading and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now you can find us on social media, of course we are on Instagram and Facebook at MTV Tribe. If you also want to reach out via email, you can get me on info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all the emails and I will get back to you. So thanks once again for being here this week, folks. I do appreciate you tuning in and listening to the podcast. And as always, until next week, get the bikes out, hit the trails and stay MTV stoked. <laughs>